0: August 18th, 1997. Writing from the future with evidence from 1996 and 1997. I am writing this on December 18th of 2020 because I have been researching all of the files from 1996 and 1997 involving Don Lewis. I have placed it here on the day of his disappearance because all of it transpired prior to this day and in some cases where documents are not dated I don't have a better guess. I think this will explain the last thing Don Lewis apparently said to Kenny Farr which was if I pull this off it will be the slickest thing I ever did. In here I have embedded some faxes and I will try to show them on the screens but I don't know how effective that's going to be. And it starts by saying This story goes a long way back, but it's pretty interesting and gives great insight as to the kind of persons that Don and Joe were and what was happening right as Don disappeared. To the best of what I can find in my files and online, Don and I bought 11509 Sly Avenue, Tampa, Florida on July 18, 1990 at either a foreclosure or a tax deed sale. It had been a cockfighting ring and Don wanted me to convert it to a women's mud wrestling pit. Yeah, he said wrestling, not me. (laughs) So he wanted it to be a women's mud wrestling pit. I refused. And Don sold it on a lease option to Joe Ryan. And that's Joseph George Ryan. On May the 31st, 1994, Lazy Days RV Center, Inc. brought suit against Don Lewis and Joe Ryan for specific performance in case number 94 ca 3 for the sale of this property. The following is based on what Don told me and some of the evidence I have found, including Joe Ryan's deposition in case number 98-7799-F, where he sued the conservatorship for more money after already having been paid for a property he never owned to settle the lazy days case. Don sold the property to Joe Ryan on a lease option whereby Joe would pay $5,000 of the taxes due on the property and a monthly lease option fee and if he made 12 payments on time we would deed the property to him and take back a mortgage. Joe Ryan's depot says he was buying it from us for $50,600 on this lease option agreement. We already knew that Joe Ryan wasn't good for his word because he had a similar agreement with Don on the Sefner farm property. That's the 172 acres out in Sefner with the lakes next to the, um, I think it's called Darby Lake. Um, It says we already knew that Joe Ryan wasn't good for his word because he had a similar agreement with Don on the Sefner farm property where Don had carved out a parcel and on the lake, Joe was building his dream home, but fell on hard times financially, and never got past the inner studs of the house inside its shell. We took that property back, and the house was later demolished in 2006 by the new owners, who turned the Sefner farm into a subdivision. I didn't write it here but in Tiger King that's Don's lake house that everybody keeps talking about it was never Don's house it was Joe Ryan's house and it was never finished Don never lived there Joe never lived there nobody ever lived there lazy days wanted to build their RV center in the area and sent out scouts to buy up the little lots without letting anyone know who the real buyer was to keep the prices low they offered Joe more money than he owed us so he signed an agreement to sell them sell it to them at a price of $60,000, I believe, based on Joe Ryan's deposition. After agreeing to the sale amount by contract, Joe Ryan discovered the buyer was lazy days, and Joe thought he could get a lot more for the property. If he could get Don Lewis to nix the deal by showing what was true, Joe Ryan didn't own the property yet because he had not been making his payments and was in default. Don then apparently went to Lazy Days and offered to sell it to them for $225,000, but he told Joe Ryan that he only got 131000 from it so that he wouldn't have to honor his agreement, which according to the deposition implies that that agreement was signed by Anne McQueen, not Don, and Joe Ryan said Ann signed Don's name all the time on things. That agreement was to give Joe Ryan everything above $60,000 that Don would get from the sale. The way Don was scheming to do this, without Joe Ryan knowing what the real sales price had been, was to sell the property to WITCO, which was a corporation Don set up in Costa Rica. Then, WITCO would do the transaction with Lazy Days after Joe Ryan thought the property had changed hands, and he was getting the excess proceeds based on what he said Don had told him and Ann had signed with him. The way Don was getting $94,000 more than what Joe Ryan knew about was that Don had written into the agreement with Lazy Days that in addition, in addition to the 131000 they would have to make a payment of 94000 to Wildlife on Easy Street as his charity of choice. And they agreed. I can't find how much we paid for the property in 1990. But I think it's fair to estimate that it was about half of what we sold it to Joe Ryan for. And now Don was closing in on a sale for 10 times what he had paid for it. So to do the math for you, we probably paid about $25,000 for it, which would have been about average for that kind of property back then. And now Don was selling it for $225,000. Don had not made a good business decision or property sale in the past four or five years before his disappearance. So, if Don had pulled this off, it truly would have been the slickest thing he ever did. Of all the properties we had ever bought and sold, I think this would have been in the top five, based on the amount and the equity. This sounds pretty simple, but it was raging on in court from 1994 until November 5th, 1997, three months after Don disappeared, when I settled with Lazy Days and sold the property to them. At the time of John's disappearance, he had been overpaying for properties in Costa Rica, and his only income had been a few hundred dollars here or there on selling cars, motorcycles, guns, and such. Also at this time, Don was having Ann run ads in the Tico Times advertising to, imbe- advertising to buy endangered species of exotic cats for his new sanctuary that he planned to set up on the 200-acre farm in Bagasas, Costa Rica. Yeah, you don't buy wild animals for your sanctuary. He tried running in different ways. One was buying the animals, the other one was paying a reward for people to find the animals for him. I did not know about this, but these faxes were between Anne and our attorney down there, supposedly coming from Don. I don't know if Don planned to give me the ninety four thousand for our Tampa location, or because he was an officer of wildlife on Easy Street, maybe he figured he could just cash the check and not tell me anything about what he'd been doing in the lazy days deal. Regardless, this truly would have been the biggest deal Don had ever done, other than selling the six hundred acres in Pasco County out from under me to mister Saltonfuss. That was a mortgage, though, and not cash in hand like this one. So I think that's why Don was so thrilled with himself. On July 16th, 1997, Don faxed Roger Peterson, Esquire, saying, I also have signed the contract with Lazy Day's RV. You can do whatever is necessary to complete this, but under no circumstances reveal who the shareholder is. Please fax any contracts to my office for approval, Prior to faxing to Ms. Bennett once everything is done you can fax to her but the originals are to be overnighted to me and I will take them to closing. Nothing else is to be discussed with Ms. Bennett should you have any questions please call my office and Ann will get me on the phone in the court summary sheet there is a mention of a Taryn H. Bennett but I'm not sure who she was I don't know if she was an attorney for Lazy Days or if she actually worked for Lazy Days but that would be my guess On August the 12th, 1997, just six days before he went missing, Don had Ann Fax, Roger Peterson, Esquire, saying, Please call me Collect when you get into your office. I need to talk to you about the Whitco papers. The call will not be accepted, but my office will get me to the phone and I will call you right back. This is included in the dated faxes that I have um, appended to this in my diary. In the Lazy Days lawsuit, there were motions to dismiss by defendants and hearings coming up where the documents were to be produced. Don was saying he had lost his WITCO paperwork and was likely stalling. And then the last fax is the last fax that I found from Don to Roger Peterson, and it is dated 8-15 of 1997, so this is just three days before he goes missing. And it's talking about what he was going to ship to Costa Rica inside the Aveco box truck. All of these documents have been made available to anyone who wanted to know the truth about what was going on down in Costa Rica with Don. This is probably the first time and maybe the last time that you will ever actually see them.